0: The Denver Broncos fell flat on Sunday and lost a must-win game against the Houston Texans. What happened with the Broncos' offense? What happened with the defense? And what's next for this team? We'll dive deeper that on this morning's freshly brewed installment. Good morning, Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. Welcome into another installment of GMB. GMB is your daily Broncos conversation here on Mile High Sports' YouTube page every single weekday, 9 o'clock a.m. Mountain Time. Unfortunately, not a victory Monday here, so we break down the Broncos game action in an AFC conference matchup against the Houston Texans on Sunday. They dropped to 6-6 and after a 22-17 victory in a game that featured A lot of lows, some highs, some pulse racing moments, but ultimately disappointment at the end as the Broncos lose late in the fourth quarter here. I'm Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter for Mile High Sports. Just a reminder, folks, make sure you check out milehighsports.com every single day for up-to-date information, content, columns, and more on your favorite Colorado sports team, including the Denver Broncos, Denver Nuggets, Colorado Avalanche, and Colorado Rockies, plus CU Buffs and CSU Rams. we you covered over there, milehighsports.com, every team, every day, and also here on Mile High Sports' YouTube page. Aside from all that, Broncos country, this was a little bit of a disappointing game for Denver on Sunday, heading into the matchup. It was a six and five team against another six and five team. The Houston Texans really the feel good story of this year's NFL season, surpassing a lot of the expectations previously set on them. And D'Amico Ryan's first year as the team's head coach and rookie quarterback CJ Stroud. And once again, Sunday's game would prove to be that this is a stingy, stingy and here to stay type of Houston Texans team. You got to give a lot of props and a lot of credit to them. But the Broncos. They fell flat in this game from the onset. They did not come out and start this game off the way that they should have on offense. They had a couple of blunders on the defensive side of the ball, and it led to some bleeding that the Broncos tried to stop going into the fourth quarter where Denver trailed 22-10 at one point there before Russell Wilson uncorked a 45-yard touchdown pass to Cortland Sutton who hauled it in to cut the deficit down there for Denver to to 22-17 at that point. Uh, and obviously, factor in Russell Wilson at one point had a quarterback sneak at, at, at a juncture of the game as well. I think I actually got that mixed up. You had the Cortland Sutton touchdown, then you had the Russell Wilson quarterback sneak that made it 22 to 17. Apologies there. But uh, on top of that, though, Denver making a little bit of a run in the fourth quarter after really being dead in the water the entire game. The defense gave up some explosive plays in this game. It was disappointing to see early on. But, you know, for Denver, it was just this was what well, we had all designated coming into the week here as a playoff game. Like this is going to be a playoff atmosphere, Broncos country. They traveled really well to Houston at NRG stadium and they were allowed for Denver, but they didn't make enough plays and they couldn't get out of their own way here. So let's take a look at the Broncos offense, their struggles. I mean, going into halftime, they only had 103 total yards of offense after the first quarter. They only had 23 total yards of offense and the Houston Texans, they had quite a bit of yardage overall in this game, and they capitalized with explosive play after explosive play. We'll dive deeper into the defensive performance here in a minute, but Denver's offense here in this game, 16 total first downs overall, but the metric that really stands out when you go back and you watch this game, it's going to kill you when you look at some of the things, some of the opportunities that they had is because they were 0 for 11. On third down. Now, Denver hasn't been great this year on third down, but they've been drastically improved during the course of their five game win streak. And the run game, there was pretty you know, balance going on there. Denver, for some reason, I don't know what happened to them in this game, but the offensive line protection for Denver through the five game win streak was pretty solid. This was a game where Russell Wilson was pressured consistently, and Will Anderson Jr. had his fingerprints all over this game, not only impacting special teams with a blocked punt that he got a fingertip on there, but on top of that, he had a couple sacks on Russell Wilson, various quarterback pressures and hits on Russ, and Denver's flowed. It just wasn't there. They they went their first four possessions of the game, punt, 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 punt. I mean, four straight punts there. I mean, that's not ideal. And it just seems like Denver would take, you know, one step forward and then they'd go three and out, three and out, three and out. And then later on in the game, they start to put together some drives, but it seemed like at times where I felt like Denver should have went for it on fourth down, maybe in the third quarter, they didn't decide to do it, even though they were trailing 16 to three at one point. This was a game that just really kind of got out of hand and Denver had to play catch up early on. And I think this is where we kind of talked about the formula here for Denver's the offense at some point is going to have to be able to air it out. They're going to have to be able to put up points, right? Especially if the defense isn't able to get any takeaways, which was the case here in Sunday's game against C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans. But overall here, Denver finished the game with 282 yards of offense. They had 118 yards on the ground. Penalties weren't bad. I mean, they had two penalties overall in this game. But the thing that stood out to me was that the penalties that they had One of them was very crucial early on in the game. It was Alex Singleton getting called for unsportsmanlike conduct or unnecessary roughness, whatever it was. He blitzed on fourth down and ended up being a false start on the Texans. But then, you know, he and C.J. Stroud or John C.J. Stroud kind of nudges his helmet into Singleton's face and his helmet. So Singleton pushes him. It leads to a 15-yard penalty. Damian Pierce would go on to punch it in from three yards out. And all of a sudden, that was kind of a turning point. Like when you look back at this game, 22-17, Denver would have more than likely, worst case scenario, maybe forced them to kick a field goal. Maybe they miss it. Maybe they are not in field goal range at that point. Maybe it's a sack on fourth down, turnover on downs. Who knows? Then you allow a touchdown, you lose this game by five points. It's just, it's one of those things you're going to go back on and film and say, you know what? Like it was tough. I shouldn't have been in that position. Obviously Singleton after the game said, you know, I shouldn't have done it. It's just you know, football is a heat of the moment type of thing. But those opportunities hurt the Broncos here. And unfortunately, Denver's offense really couldn't get anything going here. Russell Wilson finished the game 15 of 26 passing for 186 yards. He was 5 of 10 at halftime for 44 yards. And all of a sudden, it's just like, hey, what's going on here? Like they, the Denver Broncos took some shots early on here to Cortland Sutton on the first two plays of the game down the right sideline and then down the left sideline there. It was almost caught there. Cortland couldn't haul it in. You look at those missed opportunities and you're just like, man. If Denver would have caught that, they're in field goal range. There's three points there, right? And then Russell Wilson, obviously three interceptions on the day. The first one there, it was a pass that was tipped at the line of scrimmage by Will Anderson Jr. He got a fingertips on it on a pass to Jerry Judy out in the flat. Derek Stingley Jr. made a terrific play going and attacking it and obviously securing an interception. And then Russell's second interception of the game was at a brutal juncture there because Houston capitalized on it. But he had Cortland Sutton, if he throws it a little bit over versus under, Cortland's hauling that in for a big time gain. Denver's in field goal range at the minimal part of that part. But then Stingley made another terrific play in zone coverage, climbing over the top, snagging it in front of Cortland Sutton or really behind him there. It was just one of those tough things. You want that back. You need a little bit more air on it. Um, And then the third interception, really, to end the game. The Broncos making things interesting. Okay, hey, it's 22-17. The Broncos are driving downfield. Cortland Sutton, a big strike down the middle of the field. And then you're getting into the red zone. It's first and goal. Okay, your first pass attempt falls incomplete. Intended there. There's two guys in the same area. Not sure if that was a miscommunication by Adam Troutman and a little Jordan Humphrey. Second down, you know, you looked at connected Cortland Sutton a little bit high there. Jerry Judy, obviously, if you look at the replay, comes open on a little bit of a a wiggle route where he stems outside, breaks back along inside. You see him and you have time, but once again, pressure was an issue though for the Broncos in terms of pass protection. Russ was pressured quite a bit today. And so I'm I'm not necessarily holding on that. Look what Russ didn't play great in this game. He had some rough moments, obviously interceptions turnovers are not ideal but Russ also made some plays that gave them a chance to win. Overall, Denver's offensive consistency and, and the flow of it just simply wasn't good enough, and they missed out on too many opportunities. 0-for-11 on third down, as I mentioned. That's a big blemish in terms of what they had there. Denver possessed the ball for 26 minutes and 56 seconds of this game while Houston had it for 33 minutes, so Houston winning that that battle and that opportunity there. But here's Denver's drive. Their first four series led punt. Fifth series, field goal. Uh, yeah, the end of the half situation there. And then after that, one thing you also saw was punt, punt to open up the third quarter. That's where I think you have some of these issues here for Denver is that the script, they're they're deferring and waiting to get the ball until the second half, but they're not doing anything with those opportunities and possessions. And then they had a touchdown drive after that, interception, touchdown, interception, interception. So for Russell Wilson, unfortunately, three interceptions in four drives there really to end the game for the Broncos. Just missed opportunities there. For the offense and something they're going to want to get back when they look at the film as they prepare for the Los Angeles Chargers this week. But what happened with the Broncos defense against CJ Stroud and the electrifying offense that we saw with the Houston Texans? That's a good football team. We'll tell you exactly what happened here on today's installment of Good Morning Broncos, real quick. Let me tell you about our friends over there at Superbook Sports. When a trip to the biggest football game of the year, courtesy of Superbook Sports. Superbook will fly you and a friend to Las Vegas for February's championship game, and they will also give you two tickets to the game. Plus, you'll get a three-night hotel stay. And all you have to do is place a $25 same-game parlay between now and January 7th, and you're automatically entered to win. So wager and win a super trip to Las Vegas courtesy of Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, guys? Kim Becker here with Mile High Sports. Make sure you guys are following us on social media so that you never miss a Mile High Sports daily. Monday through Friday morning, we'll post a video hosted by me catching you up on everything you need to know when it comes to sports right here in the Mile High State. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you name it. We're there, and we've got you covered for everything Colorado sports. As we close out today's episode of Good Morning Broncos here on Mile High Sports YouTube page, just a reminder, check out our website, milehighsports.com, for all the written content and coverage that you need. We'll be doing a Broncos mailbag for Broncos country this week, so if you have a mailbag question, make sure you send it in down below here in the comment section. I missed some last week. I apologize for that. We had some sent in through email that I was eventually able to get to, but send them in here to the YouTube comments or email me, cody at Sports com here. Obviously, we talked about the Broncos offense in the 22 to 17 loss that they had to the Houston Texans, but the Broncos defense also had moments in this game that they just they didn't play up to the standard in which they've been playing during the course of this five game win streak. Now they tried to generate pressure on C.J. Stroud, but Stroud is a terrific young quarterback. In my opinion, he's already locked up offensive rookie of the year. I think you can make a case that he could be inside the MVP conversation right now in the NFL. He's the second leading passer right now in the league behind Sam Howell he could have surpassed that off to double check the numbers but he's he's there leading the league at this point. He finished the game 16 of 27 for 274 yards and one touchdown. But really the beneficiary of what he was able to do was Nico Collins getting behind the Broncos defense. I mean, you talk about barbecue chicken, you talk about scorched, burnt ends. The Broncos secondary got torched by Nico Collins in this game. He had nine catches on 12 targets for a buck 91 and one touchdown catch there. And this came on, obviously, just explosive plays. Denver's defense, and it wasn't necessarily on third down. Denver's defense was solid on third down, holding the Texans to 4 of 16 on terms of conversion percentage there. But you allow chunk yardage on first down, right? There were many times that they ran the ball effectively on first down that made it second and three, or that made it, you know, for example, second and five and manageable. And then all of a sudden on second and five or second and three, you're allowing a big-time explosive play of, 56 yards or 59 yards to Nico Collins or 27 yards to Brevin Jordan or 14 yards to Dari Ugabawale. I think I just totally butchered his last name, but you get my point here. Explosives were the determining factor in this game. On top of that, Denver allowing the explosive plays to happen and not generating a takeaway. Denver had two opportunities to recover a fumble and unfortunately couldn't land on it. The ball just didn't bounce their way and that was costly here for the Broncos. I mean, you had one where Jaquan McMillan blitzed from the nickel, had a strip sack on C.J. Stroud. The ball bounced toward the Broncos and somehow a Texans defender, uh, offensive guy came up out of the pile with it, even though that During that whole entire skirmish, PJ Locke emerged from the pile with it, but they gave it to the Texans, which led to the Texans punting the football away. And then on the next play, Russell Wilson's pass is tipped and it leads to an interception. Part of me wonders okay, well, if that's actually they give it a recovery to PJ Locke and Denver starts out of midfield, does that play happen? Does Will Anderson impact the play to where it leads to an interception there? I mean, woulda, coulda, shoulda. I mean, it's close. That's just those things that you look at on film and you just say, you know, it's a missed opportunity here. Uh, But Denver's defense, despite getting gashed early on, despite, you know, being down at a a crucial juncture, 22 to 10, after allowing a touchdown there to Nico Collins wide open. They kind of, they kind of found their footing a little bit, a little too late though, which is the unfortunate part of it. Denver ramped up the pressure. Their coverage got a little bit tighter in this game. And they gave the offense the chance to get the football back. And unfortunately, the offense at the end threw an interception that Russell Wilson intended for Lucas Kroll. Maybe you want to go to Cortland Sutton in that situation versus Kroll. Or, you know, pressure was obviously there for Russ, and he just threw it. It's It's just rough looking back on. But Denver allowing the explosive plays was a little bit of a concern, especially to Nico Collins. As we knew coming into this matchup, he's a very talented player. Now the Broncos are going to have to gear up to face Keenan Allen this upcoming week. And the Chargers are coming off of a very weird game where they beat the Patriots six to nothing, but in that same regard there, Patrick Sertan early on in this game, hyperextended his leg. I mean, the replay did not look good. Obviously we'll see if he practices this week. I mean, he finished the game. He came back in and finished the game, but I imagine there's after the adrenaline wears off, there's some stiffness, there's some soreness and you want to get him up to par as much as possible because Keenan Allen is a very, very good threat, but Denver can't put Sertan on him the entire game because he moves all over the formation. They put him in the slot. When he's on the outside, you can try to match up. It depends on your coverage call and your scheme here. But Denver, unfortunately, unable to force the turnovers and the takeaways that have led to the success that have fueled them on a five-game win streak. You lose this game, and now you have five games left inside. Your schedule, for them against AFC teams, Denver's conference record sitting at three and four right now. They are not in a good spot here. This was a must-win game for them on Sunday, and unfortunately, they fell short. And that really impacts their shots and projections at the playoffs. It puts it at about 21% their ability to make it now. And Denver, in my opinion, cannot afford to lose another game. You have five games left. You have to win five games to end out the season in order to make the playoffs in order to get in as a wild card. That's a very, very tough task. You only take it week to week. And unfortunately for Denver this week, they just didn't get their best football on display there. So, you know, some good moments, obviously some areas to adjust. We'll hear from Broncos, DC Vance Joseph, a little bit later on this week and his thoughts on what had happened there. But That Texans offense is very good. C.J. Stroud is as advertised. He's a talented young player, and Denver unfortunately did not have an answer for him or Nico Collins in this game. They're going to have to get back to doing what they did well, pressuring the quarterback, forcing turnovers and takeaways, and then the offense needs to play a lot better, more consistently going forward, especially if this is a team that wants to make the playoffs. The offense can't wait around and lull through another week of having spurts where they go punt, 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 punt to the first four possessions of the game, and then punt, two consecutive possessions to open up the second half. They can't do that if they want to win going forward. But Broncos country, thank you so much for tuning in to today's GMB here on Mile High Sports' YouTube page. You love the conversation. Get in on the action in the comment section down below, but make sure you subscribe to this channel as well so you never miss out on your favorite Colorado sports teams and the coverage that you get here, courtesy Mile High Sports. Tomorrow's episode of the show, we'll have you covered. We'll hear from Broncos head coach Sean Payton in his Monday press conference call. We'll give you some insight. We'll share some of the audios if there's anything interesting that we gain from Payton in that. And on top of that, we'll look ahead at the week. How do the Broncos fare here? They now sit at six and six on the season. The room for error, very small. Hey, Nuggets fans, Ryan Blackburn here, host of the Pickaxe and Roll podcast on Mile High Sports got the best Denver Nuggets coverage around, so make sure not to miss an episode and subscribe down below to the Mile High Sports YouTube channel. Nuggets off to a great start. Make sure not to miss a thing on Mile High Sports.